Welcome back to the TLC Podcast. I am Madison. I am here with my amazing co-host, Akonja. Hi! Well, today's episode is super exciting because we have a very, very, very special guest joining us today. She is not only my good friend, but a ray of light and positivity. If you look her up on social media, she just oozes cool and is the queen of aesthetic. And she is here with us today to discuss how she learned to self-love, navigate life, gaining independence, and being single in New York City. Um, But before we get started, we have a special offer for our listeners. Again, this is a TLC podcast exclusive. Blush House of Butte offers a diverse variety of products for all your beauty needs. Blush carries a variety of luxury brands from Balm on Hair, SkinCeuticals, Jane Iredale, Kerastase, Kiehl's, Mason Pearson Brushes, T3, Enzo Milano, Yves Saint Laurent Beauty, and so much more. Blush has it all. Whether that's hair, skin, nails, or accessories, you'll be sure to find it at Blush House of Butte. Find all your beauty needs at shopblushhob.com and use promo code LADYLIKE for a special offer for all of our listeners. I have been using Carousel Shampoo forever, and my hair has literally never been healthier. And I actually just recently switched to their Bane Resistant Shampoo, and I cannot tell you, it smells amazing, and my hair has never been stronger or healthier, and it won't stop growing. Here at Blush, you're more than just a pretty face. Find all your beauty needs at shopblushhob.com, and again, use promo code LADYLIKE. Again, that is shopblushhob.com, and use promo code LADYLIKE. So without further ado, please welcome Samaya. Hi guys. I'm so excited to be here. This is my first ever podcast. So I've always wanted to do this. So excited to have you. No, literally, we are so excited. I like have been waiting for so long. Like even before we started this, I was like, you have to come on. Like, please join us. (laughs) No, I've literally had a countdown on my calendar, like waiting for this. That's so exciting. I feel like we should just like get right into it. What do you guys think? I agree. 100%. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, you know, just maybe like a little background about you. Um, You know, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and like a quick little life story. Okay, sure. Um, So I'm originally from South Florida. Um, I was born there and I grew up there. But a big thing about me is that I feel like defines me and that a lot of people don't know is both of my parents were born in Lebanon. So I'm first generation American. Oh my gosh. Um, So I guess that defines me a little bit and is part of my life story. But overall, I feel like I had a really good childhood. Um, South Florida is beautiful to grow up in and I didn't appreciate it until I was gone and in the middle of winter in New York City. But I love both places, so it's all good. <laughs> no, that's literally us. Like, I didn't appreciate Wilmington until I went to New York. And I was like, wow, what did I do? Like, what did, I made a exactly. mistake. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm used to the cold. Honestly, New York is way warmer than Chicago. True. Yeah. No. Ugh, Chicago. Chicago's bad. It's not bad, but, like, 
at least we had the East Coast like vibe. And apparently it wasn't even that bad this year. So I'm bracing myself for the next coming years of winter because I've never really experienced it. Oh my gosh. You know what's so cool is I actually did not know you were first generation, like American. Like Oh really? Like I knew your parents are from Lebanon, but for some reason I was like, wait, I never like put two and two together. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. So actually my first language was Arabic. Um, up until I was like three or four years old and I was in preschool and I didn't know how to speak English. So all the oh kids gosh. could communicate with me. So <gasps> That's I was so forced crazy. to learn English. Wait, so you were born here. Um, yeah. And then that's so, cause see, so my parents are also from India, both of them. Oh. But like, I think like English is pretty common that they teach over there. So I find it very interesting, like that you like had a different kind of background with how like the language was taught to you at your home. Yeah. And it was interesting because both of my parents did speak English at the time, but for some reason I only knew Arabic went up until I was four years old. And then I actually like blocked it off once I learned English and now I could only understand it fluently, but I can't speak it. It's crazy. I know. I was just about to ask. I was like, can you speak Arabic? I never <laughs> If I like, know really anything? thought about it, yeah. I mean, wait, what did you say? Sorry. Is there anything that you can say, like in terms of like hi or I love you or something cute? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I understand it fluently, so my parents speak it to me. I was in Lebanon last summer. I can understand my grandma and everything like that. But it's kind of like when people put me on the spot. Not, not a bad <laughs> thing, but. I can't really like process it in my head so easily, but yeah. if I, if you give me like a couple minutes, like I can form sentences and stuff. I think my mouth is just not used to forming the words anymore. You learn languages when you're younger, like so easily. And then oh, as yeah. an adult, it's so hard. Like totally I, try, agree. I, I try to teach myself French and I like only known like, I am a cat. Night now, now yeah, I'm being literally. on the spot. I can't even say it. Like, so I took funny. five years of French and basically no two words. So I feel you. It's I fine. think that's how we all feel. Oh my gosh. Okay, it's so, sad. So we have known each other for five years. I cannot believe this. Like, it's insane. Um, we met at Rollins College, you know, in Winter Park, Florida, our freshman year. So one thing that's really cool about you is you have your MBA. And I, you know, I'm I'm kind of jealous, actually. Like, now... So what is your, why did you decide to do like the 3-2 program and like get your MBA at like such a young age? So looking back on it, I feel like a lot of us can relate to this, but when you're 18 years old, mm -hmm. you honestly have no idea what anything is and you're kind of just doing what you're told. So at the time when I chose to enroll in the 3-2 program, which is three years of undergrad and two years of graduate school, I didn't really know what I was signing up for and my dad kind of talked talked to me about it and he was like this is a really great opportunity and I had always enjoyed school. I honestly was a loser and hated summer because I liked the structure of school and I liked studying and I always kind of knew that I wanted to be in the business side of fashion so I was like okay this will be a good foundation um, to get my MBA. And now looking back on it, I'm so happy that I had that experience because I truly learned so much and feel much more well-rounded than I would if I just 
had my undergrad degree. So overall, it was an amazing experience. And I guess I would say that I appreciate it more now than I did even when I was in it and when I was a freshman choosing to be in the program. No, yeah. Like I I think that was such a like cool opportunity. Like if I did business at Rollins, I would 100% do it. I think having your yeah. MBA is like, it, I mean, you have that well, handed to you. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I, when Madison told me that you had your MBA and like that you're pretty much our age, I was like, no way. Like not many young professionals get their MBA. Like usually they like, cause my sister-in-law, she like went to B school too. And she was telling me that when she applied, she was so nervous to even apply because she thought she needed more experience. So like for you to get it at such a young age and like are basically rocking the business world now, <laughs> um, I think that's really cool. Um, and so like, I guess you kind of already answered this, but like, I don't know if like you felt worried that you were too young because I know a lot of people think that going to B school is like more of an adult. Mm-hmm. thing to do. <laughs> so I guess like everything in life, there are definitely pros and cons, but I think I never second guessed it when I was in the program because there were other people my age doing the same thing. But now that I'm out of school and I have friends who are considering business school in the future, I think some of the benefits to that are you kind of know more about what you want. You have your work experience to look back on and you kind of have more opportunities to go to per se a better business school, quote unquote. So obviously there are pros and cons. I don't have any regrets. Like I'm glad that I kind of did it already. So I don't have to worry about it. And I also had the opportunity to do it full time instead of doing night school and things like that. So I guess it's just personal preference. And I never felt unqualified, especially because my program is built for students who just graduated. So I never felt like inadequate in any way. Yeah. That's no, so it's a really cool program. Yeah. That's if anyone's really at Rollins cool. listening to it, do it. <laughs> yeah. It's a good program. And I really like the structure of it. Like they had a lot of international experience. They had a lot of different businesses come in, a lot of hands-on things. So overall great experience. And if you're at Rollins, yeah, definitely consider Cromer. It's fun. So ever since I've known you, you've wanted to move to New York and you finally did it. So let's talk a little bit about your like journey with that. Yeah, of course. Yes, I did it. And I'm a Taurus, so I'm stubborn. And if I say I'm going to do something, I probably will, even if people tell me not to. Oh my gosh. I, I I (laughs) I guess my journey with New York kind of started when I was really young. And I remember coming here with my family when I was like 10 years old or like, I don't even know, like 12. And I literally refused to go to bed for three days straight because of how excited I was to be in the city. (laughs) And my mom told me that on the fourth day, I literally crashed, could not move. And they had to stroller me around in my brother's stroller because I was like, finally had to go to bed at some point. (laughs) <laughs> I guess that's when my love began. And ever since then, I feel like I have told everyone in my life that I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to move to New York, even though I had no idea like how, but 
in high school, I would tell people, I just told everyone I know. And then I guess I manifested it in some ways. You definitely <laughs> did. Like a hundred percent. I just kept telling people until it happened. Um, so in high school, I had always loved fashion, even though I lived in Fort Lauderdale and everyone made fun of me for it. Um, it's actually funny in high school, my friend Montana, she was a year older than me. And in high school, we were not friends. Like we were acquaintances, but I was kind of obsessed with her. And like, she was the only other girl I knew who had an interest in fashion. Like she had this cool style and I always like looked up to her and full circle moment is now we're best friends in New York, which is a long story, but she had always been kind of this person that I looked up to. Like she went to FIT for two years and then now she still works in the fashion industry here. And, um, it was just crazy that now we're friends when my friends would make fun of me because I was obsessed with her. Oh my God. Well, I'm <laughs> obsessed with her. She is so cool. Like, Love her. Love she her. Awesome. And like, you kind of talked a little bit about your fashion and you, so you moved to New York and you went into fashion actually. So yeah. This is, I mean, yeah. I want to hear about this story. Yeah, yeah. I wish there's a plot twist. Yeah. A plot twist. But, but so when I got to college, obviously in my head, when I was choosing colleges, um, if I could choose, I think I, in my head, I wanted to go to New York, but Lebanese strict parents were like, no, you have to stay in Florida, which honestly, looking back, I feel that. Very okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They were like, go 15 minutes away from school. And I convinced them that I can go three hours. So I was happy with going to Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so happy it turned out like that. But um, so I went to Rollins and I was like, okay, I'm going to do communication studies because I feel like that is a great like overall major that I can use in any kind of industry. And it will like, I guess, increase my skill levels and personal relationships and whatnot. Totally. And so during college, I had an internship in New York. Um, I think it was my sophomore or junior year. And I interned for a company called Lafayette 148 in the sales team, which was wholesale. And so I got to sit in on a lot of like buyer appointments, um, see the sales side of things, which I really did enjoy. It was a great experience. And it kind of taught me like what I didn't didn't want to do. And I think I didn't want to do the, it was super analytical and I wanted to be a little bit more creative, but overall great experience. Yeah. So finally got to experience living on a couch in New York, which everyone that's like, <laughs> that's like the ultimate, like New York goal. Like, Oh, I slept on oh, a couch yeah. for months. <laughs> oh yeah. Shout out to shout out to Elise Faye. She is my New York city mom because she Aww. always lets me sleep on her couch. But, um, so yeah, then when I graduated after five years at Rollins, I, again, was just super stubborn. And I was like, I literally am not accepting a job unless it's in New York City. And the job process is obviously extremely hard. Lots of rejection. Yes. Um, yes. So a lot of networking. And finally, at the end of the summer, I decided, you know what, I'm not going to just sit here in Florida and expect something to come to me. And so I booked a trip to New York, had a couple interviews lined up, coffee dates, and um, I got my first job, which was at Saks Fifth Avenue. And I worked as a personal stylist assistant there. So it was in the Fifth Avenue Club. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. 
That's so cool. Would you ever like go back on like, like if you could, like, because you obviously did B school and then fashion. So like, would you ever change any of it? Or are you just like, no, yeah, because actually my plot twist that I was talking about earlier is I'm actually not in fashion anymore. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> so, so we're getting there. We're getting yeah, there. <laughs> I love a good plot twist. I know. I was like, <laughs> suspense. Scandalous. I know. <laughs> so I don't regret it at all because I kind of always had that mindset of, no matter what, I want to have a good foundation because you never know what happens in life. And going to business school is something that you can apply to so many different in- industries. And so that's something I never regretted. And I think having my internship experiences helped me to like kind of show them like, yeah, like I have this fashion experience, but I'm also very like business minded. So it did help me in interviews. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I ended up at Saks. Right. I know with Anthony, when he was doing like the whole job process, like, cause he interned a ton and like everywhere. And they were like, wow, like, this is awesome. Like this actually like puts you above. So like, I'm a big proponent of like the internships and like, you know, it it's definitely helps. Experiences and connect yeah. with others and listening to their experiences. Mm-hmm. So and networking for sure. I bet. Yes. Okay, yeah. so let's hear your no, plot no. twist. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, waiting here. <laughs> yeah. So working at Saks was definitely an experience. Um, I will never regret it. I don't say that I 100% enjoyed my life all the time when I was there, but it was really cool to be in that environment and something that I had to do or else I would have regretted it my whole life since – as you know, I was stubborn and told everyone in my life, I'm going to work in fashion in yeah. New York City. Um, and so when I was there, I just kind of, I was working the worst hours. I worked Saturdays. I worked nights until like 10 p.m. I couldn't even go home for Christmas. Like, And I kind of realized that this wasn't the quality of life that I wanted. And I kind of had this like realization moment that I feel like I had more potential and I wasn't using everything in me. And like, I wanted a career and I just felt like it wasn't a good career path. And I just didn't see the light in the end of the tunnel in a way. Like I was just like, when will I prosper from this hard work? And I couldn't see the steps. And a lot of it had to do with like, you know, management and whatnot. But Overall, it was a great experience anyways. Just being an assistant, you have to be humble, so. Yeah, it's, like, that's a lot. Like, whenever I talk to people about fashion, because you know, like, I love fashion. I've, you know, I was like, I want to go into fashion. But my mom, like, she always would be like, you don't understand. Like, it's a lot of, like, work, and you're working these crazy hours. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not working nine to five Monday through Friday you're working like 3 a.m you're on the Sunday like what you said Christmas like it's insane it's a sacrifice for sure and um I do think that everyone in fashion has to go through that and I don't regret it like I even though half of the time I hated my life the other half I loved my life like I made the best friends there because we were kind of in it together um who I still am friends with to this day. But I think that I had this like aha moment of, okay, maybe 
fashion isn't what I love. And maybe it's actually the creative energy that I get from it that I love. And so after Christmas, I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I want to have a new job. And so in business school, I focused in entrepreneurial studies. And so I always had this fascination with startup culture and um, entrepreneurs and just how they build their business from the ground up. And I always loved the cultures and how innovative they were. And so I was like, okay, I kind of want to work for a startup. And so basically what ended up happening was through connections and networking per usual. Yeah. I ended up now <laughs> I'm working in the social media industry, but on the startup end, well, it's not a startup, but s- same culture. Like I love my company. I love the culture. So I'm much happier now. And I have instead of just kind of hating my life and hating my passion. Now I can, I still hone in on my creative energy and fashion on the side, but it's not something that I dread anymore. Yeah. And I feel like your niche is social media. Like, like (laughs) I said, like your aesthetic is unreal. And like, you've always been so good at social media and Instagram. And like, I feel like that's really where your creative energy comes in. So I feel like this is like perfect for you. Like 100%. I do enjoy it. I do really enjoy it. And I feel like I'm so much happier, like just overall in my life. Like I feel like looking back, I was a little bit depressed when I was at Saks just because I didn't have that work-life balance. I wasn't making enough to feel fulfilled anymore. Like I felt like I like had to say no every time my friends were going out to dinner just because it's expensive living in New York. And I was just getting like more sad. Like I miss my family. I couldn't even go home for the holidays. Like which is not good for me mentally. And so I was like, I need to make a change. And since then, I've just been so much happier. I mean, I think it's amazing that you recognized the fact that you weren't happy in the position. And and you always like hear like, oh, like when you look at, you know, models and that like fashion life, it's so glamorous and fun. And so when you like see it from an outside lens, but then actually talk to people who are in like the field, like you, like you, and you're actually saying like the complete opposite. It's actually kind of interesting to think about like, it's, it's a tough world, I think. And, and a lot of people don't realize that. No, totally. It's not as glamorous as you would think, but obviously it's for some people, like I mentioned before, my one of my best friends in New York, Montana, she still works in the industry and she loves it. So it really depends on just what you want. And I just kind of had that moment where I was like, this isn't what I want. And I, it was disappointing. I was devastated. Like I had this dream my whole life and I'm realizing that I don't want it anymore. So it was kind of this weird, like I felt kind of displaced and Now I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to get that creative spark in me again. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure it out eventually, but I think that this was the right choice for me. It might not be for everyone. And I know a lot of people who are happy in the industry. So it's really a personal thing and it's a personal journey. And like, you have to do what you love. Like, like, there's no like, you shouldn't be stuck in something that you absolutely hate because you're going to be miserable. Like you said, you were, de- you, you thought you were depressed or you felt depressed. Mm-hmm. You were homesick and like, yeah. you know, it, it's hard. And so do something that you truly care about. Cause that's going to exactly. benefit you more than in the long run. 
Exactly. And I would have to say for people graduating and looking for or looking for a new job right now, a big thing that I had never thought about before my first job was culture and company culture. And I think it's something that you should pay attention to because that is ultimately what's going to keep you motivated. Like I love the people who I work with now and that's what motivates me every day. Like I actually enjoy seeing their faces and they inspire me. And that's just, it makes all the difference. Yeah. If you love going to work every single day, it's not work. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like okay. after all this, like, do you feel like you, if you could create your dream job today, do you think you could, you know, what you would want? So I've actually been thinking a lot about this. It's weird because I had a dream last night about starting. (laughs) It's weird. And I told my parents this morning about it. But as I mentioned, I've always been obsessed with starting your own business and stuff. And I think eventually down the line, I really would love to start my own business. I'm not sure what exactly, but I think that will combine kind of my creative side and my business side. So I hope to be, I hope to be in the position that I can do that one day. Not not soon, but down the line for sure. So like I'm really big into like dream interpreting. So like I love exactly. like, like and like the manifesting stuff. Yeah. Like I think that's so cool. Like have you gotten into like manifesting like that whole like vibe yet? Yes, totally. Um I'm boys listening to this, if they are listening to this, are gonna roll their eyes, but <laughs> I love astrology and I love journaling and I love the power of manifestation. I really think that saying things to the world helps it bring it full circle. And I don't know if it's true or if it's not, but it works for me. And I think it helps me mentally set my goals and um, stay on track, I guess. So yeah, I do believe in it. No, like, yeah. oh my God, boys listening, if you're rolling your eyes, like try manifesting because it I works. Know. Like, <laughs> I I am all about that. I don't know if you guys have heard of like The Secret by like Rhonda, I think. Yeah. I forget her last name. So it's like the same thing. It's like whatever you ask for and like whatever you're trying to get, you say that constantly all the time and it'll just pop up. And like you kind of mentioned that you did that, like I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to live in New York. And now you're living in New York and literally living what you manifested. Yeah, exactly. And I just think like it it works. It really does work. Yeah. So, and I love yeah. so don't roll your eyes at this because it yeah. works. Exactly. Exactly. It's really funny though, because like I'm the kind of person like I'm scared to say things like out loud. I'm like, oh my God, if I say it, it's not gonna come true. So I cannot say oh, it. But, really? like, but like in my head I'll be like, okay, okay. Like I'll like repeat it like a hundred times, mm-hmm. but I will never if I truly want something, I will never ever say it out loud. Like over because I'm like the opposite. Like if something, if I think something bad, I'm like, oh my god, I can't say that because then it's gonna come true. Exactly. In like reverse. But I think what you're thinking is like more of like jinxing it. What you don't want to jinx it from exactly it. (laughs) I'm always like, if I jinx, because I'm like so scared that I'm. I used to always say this going out. I was like, if I say it tonight, it's going to happen. So I'm not going to say it. Like, (laughs) you're drinking. Exactly. Oh, my God. So, like, what are your favorite things to do in New York City since we're kind of talking about hobbies? and Minus quarantine. I'm like, well, right now it's like going for a walk, I guess, is the highlight of the day. But overall... I'm obsessed with this city. The energy that it exudes is 
contagious. I love seeing the street style, just like walking around and listening to music and seeing like what people are doing, what they're wearing. I, that's like one of my favorite pastimes. I love going to concerts. Um, that was definitely one of my favorite things pre-quarantine and something that I really, really miss. I would go to at least three a month or two a month. Um, what else do I like to do? You go to the coolest concerts. Like, I need to be Samaya. I'm, yeah. I'm coming back. I'm <laughs> coming back as Samaya. <laughs> oh my God. Why don't you just come with me? Well, There's I know. Well, that's like, we literally just talked about this, like on our latest episode. I was like, I'm never saying no again. I was like, you want to go out on a Monday night and I have class at 8 a.m.? Cool. I'll show up to class drunk. I don't care. I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like, I'm literally never saying no, no. ever again. Yeah. Same. Even and though I'm in. On these concerts, because I want to check out everyone. <laughs> yes. Even though um, now that I'm back, people are, like, asking me to do things, and I'm like, I don't know if I have enough energy for that anymore. <laughs> like, I'm like, now I need to, like, rest for three days after I, like, went to dinner one night. So. No, literally well, saying, like, <laughs> my, like, tolerance is, like, I'll have, like, a sip of wine, and I'll be, like, blackout. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not pretty on this end, either. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Drinking has not been my friend recently. I'm like, I don't know how to do this anymore. I know. It's like, you know, you graduate from college and you're like, how, what, how do I go out? How do I drink? Like, what, what do I say? <laughs> oh, uh. yeah. I think it's so interesting though. Cause like, I feel like for me, it's been the opposite. Like I've been hanging out with my brothers way more and they've been getting me to try out all these cool drinks. And I'm just like, my mom's like, you've become an alcoholic and I'm like having one glass of wine. I'm just like, okay. What what else are you supposed to do in quarantine? There's nothing else to do. I know. (laughs) Oh, it's been so bad. Okay. So let's talk about dating in New York because we're both taken and I've been dying to ask someone like, what is it like? Oh God, this topic. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm like, what do you want to know? Like, do you use apps or are you just more of like a, I'm going to go out to a bar and if I see someone cute, like I'll talk to them. Like, I mean, I think everyone wishes that that would happen to them, but I'm realistic and I know that our generation relies on technology. So I am on the apps and I have no regrets and I don't feel ashamed at all. Um, I think it's a really great way to meet people that you necessarily wouldn't just run into at a bar. So I am on the apps. I'm on Hinge. I like Hinge the most. I don't really like any of the other ones. So that's the only one I have at the moment. Um, And I would say that if you asked me this six months ago, I would have a totally different mindset about it. But during quarantine, I had a lot of long conversations with my mom about dating and I feel like when I came back to New York I kind of had this like refreshed view about it um yeah Maddie you know me I in college I had a boyfriend most of the time so I didn't really date but I was also a very like closed off person anyways to men I would say and when I first moved to New York I feel like I went into dating very like critical and I was like well if you don't check off all these boxes, then I don't even want to get to know you. And I would just stop dates after one date because they didn't fit this view that I had in my brain of like who I want to be on a date with, I guess. And so, and since then, I feel like 
I have kind of had a more casual view of dating and not so much of like, oh, just because I like go on this three dates with this boy, like doesn't mean I have to be committed to him. Like I kind of view it more as I'm just getting to know this person. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm just meeting people and having fun and going on these experiences with people who I didn't know prior. And I just kind of viewed it like that. And the past month or six weeks or however long that I've been kind of in this new mindset, I feel like I've been happier and I haven't based so much of my happiness on the validation of men. And I just have been enjoying the process instead of being so like, oh, like they didn't text me back or like whatever. I'm just kind of have like a laissez-faire attitude about it. Yeah. I feel like we're very similar with like dating wise. Like if I was to be, if I was single, like I would be like, you don't check boxes. Like I don't want to talk to you ever again. Cause I'm a very like committed person so I'm like okay like either your marriage material or you're not which is exactly. so bad but that's no, like literally that, how yeah that's how it I'm, always have been and I feel like I'm one of those people who it's either in a relationship or I'm very single and so I feel like I had never just been a kind of open person to dating I've been more so like okay we're going to be boyfriend or girlfriend, or I literally just don't want to speak to anyone in my life. And yeah, I just think that that was wrong of me. And I just need to be more open emotionally to men because I feel like I'm also very scared to open up to boys and just even have emotions about it. And it still takes me a very long time to develop feelings for people. Well, men, (laughs) but but, um, because I'm very open with friends and my yeah. Like I easily make friends and stuff, but it's more so dating that I'm very like shy and closed off. But I would say that since I've been doing this new mentality, my luck has increased and I've actually been talking and dating a couple people, which is like fun and different for me and something that I've never experienced before. And it's kind of just takes off the pressure. Yeah. Sometimes when you like, don't like plan something like the best things come out of it so like I feel like this is an awesome like mindset for you to like be in yeah it's fun and it's like we're young exactly why not like I am going to look back on these experiences why it's just kind of like a why not mentality like I feel like I have some friends who are very like oh like I don't want to be on dating apps like I feel like I can't connect with people and I'm like yeah like of course I don't ideally want to meet someone on a dating app but like if it's an option, why not try it? Like you never know. And I have friends who have boyfriends and fiancés and from dating apps. So I just don't think it's like you should necessarily close off something just because you kind of, it's a prideful thing. No. And like, you know, our generation is dating apps. Like it's, it sucks, but it's like the truth. Like we're literally, I just feel like that's what it is. Like it used to be so like you dating apps. So now it's like, oh, I'm on Tinder for fun. Like, I just want to see, you know, it's like, that's just our, as much as we wish we could run into someone in the grocery store picking the same spice off the (laughs) shelf, like that's not going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Like, of course I would want that to happen, but it's it's probably not. So we're just going to go with Hinge for now. Oh my God. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about like your self-love and stuff. Like I want to hear everything. Like what, how, like, like you said, like, you know, you have to love yourself and you have to love your job and you have to love everything. So like, what's your journey with self-love? Um, so I guess it started a long time ago and yeah, 
I guess when I was younger, I really lacked self-confidence and that was something that I still is something that I still struggle with. And I feel like as I've gotten older, I have gotten more confident. And I think a lot of it stems from just self-reflection and kind of understanding like why I feel a certain way and working on it in that way. Um, But I have to be honest, like even during quarantine, like I had a lot of low points and it was something that hasn't come up in a long time. Like I feel like in college, I had a very good sense of self-worth and I didn't really struggle so much with confidence than I had in high school. But during quarantine, it was kind of like a shock. Like I was like, why am I feeling like this? Like I haven't felt like this in years. And I really do think it just stems from unfinished business with myself. And Mm -hmm. I've been working on it recently. And just, I would say, just taking that time to feel your feels, I guess, and write down what your thoughts are. And then just pinpointing like why you're feeling a certain way and kind of changing a habit and talking to yourself. Like I know I feel sometimes I feel it the most when I'm in groups of people and I just start questioning myself. I'm like, Oh, like, like I'm not nice to myself. I'm like, why am I saying that? Or, Oh, like maybe they think I'm annoying or why am I being so shy? Like I need to be more outgoing. And then it just spirals. And then I feel sad, honestly, by the end of the night. And so I've been taking a lot of time to kind of take a step back from the situation and start being nicer to myself. And like, they don't think that like, that's you thinking about it. Like that's you being mean to yourself, be confident. Like that's what people are more attracted to. Like they want to be around people who exude good energy and confident energy. So that's what I've been doing. (laughs) No, I agree. Like, I think you know, with our generation, like we have, maybe it's not even our generation, but like confidence is so hard to like figure out. Like I, I have gone through my struggles and like, I still go through them. And like, I kind of had the opposite. Like I'm very like introverted and I like to keep to myself. And like during quarantine, I kind of did like a 360 with my mentality. And like, I was like, you know what? I'm pretty awesome. Like, why am I like Every five five seconds, (laughs) am I like beating myself down? Like, oh, like, you know, and I kind of like got off social media a bit or I just kind of was like, I'm going to post this photo. But like, you know me, I like send a photo 500 times and I'm like, I feel like I look so weird. And you're like, you do not look weird. Post that photo now. (laughs) It's interesting you bring up social media because I feel like a lot of my friends always ask me, like, you post like whatever you want, like, don't you get nervous about what people think? And that's one strong suit I have is I really don't care what people think. And I'm going to just be myself, especially through social media and in person. And it's about you. And kind of what's helped me is in five years, I'm going to look back and I'm not even going to remember half of the people that I care about in the moment of like, oh, are they going to judge me? And if you're worried that someone's going to judge you, they probably shouldn't be in your life and just yeah. don't even worry That's about actually it. Really good advice. Yeah. No, it's really good advice. <laughs> actually though, like, cause I have like a handful of people. I just want to like block and be like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, want I'm you. <laughs> always thinking about what people are going to think. Like we've literally talked about this, just like how, like, everything I post, everything I share, I'm just like, Oh, what, is that person going to like judge me for this? Like, I and if they do I whatever I, like 
it's your photo. It's your flow. It's your Instagram. Like I view Instagram a lot of the time as my own self-expression and visual diary in a way. And like, I really don't care what other people think. Like it's for me. It's not for others. Yeah, exactly. And I think like you've actually like really helped me with that mindset. Like, because you're very like, and I always say this, like you're so confident on social media because like you don't care. And like, so now I'm getting more into the, like, okay, I'm making this for me. I'm not doing it for anyone else. Like, I want to look at my feed and be like, I am obsessed with myself. Exactly. Like, and <laughs> Maddie, you're, you have such an amazing eye. Like, yeah, you have out, out of a lot of my friends, like you have the best taste. Like I'm obsessed with always like your home decor, your s- sense of style. I second that. Yeah. <laughs> and oh I just God. think that everyone like just be yourself. And like, I think that's what exudes confidence in everything, like in life through social media. And I think people are attracted to that. Yeah. So, and the same thing with like the group setting, like that's such an interesting thing that you said that like I get in my head all the times in group settings, like, especially like going out. I just remember in college being like, we'll be sitting in a circle. and I'll be like, I feel awkward. I feel like they're judging me. I feel like I'm saying the wrong things. Like, do I sound yeah. weird? And it's weird that like other people feel that way. Cause I feel I, for a long time, I thought that was literally just me. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> I think everybody feels it, but no one, no one says it. Like everyone just is like, has this looming anxiety of like other people judging them. No, I agree. And I think a lot of it is like, I have always been kind of shy and I'm just not as outgoing as a lot of people. And then when I'm in group settings, I think it's just amplified and I'm like, why am I so quiet? And then I'm just mean to myself, but it's really comforting knowing that it's not just me and it's not just you guys. Like I'm sure so many people feel the same way. Yeah. Like everyone has their own issues as much as I hate to say that, like, you know, the most confident person can literally like, you don't, you never know what someone's going through. So yeah. Everyone has their own insecurities. Everyone is dealing with something on the inside. So we just have to be nicer to ourselves. Definitely. So did you ever have, sorry, did you have ever have a moment where you were just like, this is me and I don't really care what people think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, (laughs) there's been ups and downs, but like, for example, during quarantine, like I saw this photo that I just loved and inspired me to kind of do my own recreation of it. And I was literally naked in a bathtub and I posted it. It is a sick photo. Like it, it is inspiring me to like do something cool like that. Like, oh my gosh. And I was honestly the, the most, like the person I was scared of the most was my mom. And she literally took the photo of me for me. And I was like, I just oh, love so you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Exactly. So like, that is awesome. so amazing. <laughs> she was like, I was like, wait, really? And she's like, yeah, like, it's so cool. Why not? And I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> but I loved God. it. It made me feel good about myself. And it, I don't know. I just loved it. And it was my own creative outlet, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it is a very cool photo. Like you inspire me <laughs> to take cool photos. I don't think I ever like, I mean, I looked at your profile, but I guess I never really like triggered to me. Like it literally was like your your profile is so aesthetic, by the way. Like I like literally I spent like probably an hour just going through. I'm like, how does she do this? That's like so it sweet. looks so like amazing. Thank you. And trust me, I'm very hard on myself because I I've always loved 
kind of putting together images. And I think that's something that is one of my passions is visuals. And if you look at, I have like an aesthetics page that I just like enjoy posting to. And I think the moment that I stopped caring so much about my Instagram flow is when it honestly got better. And now I just post like whatever I have in the moment. And it's good. Like I I used to care so much like, oh my God, like I have to post an aesthetic picture and then I have to post one of myself and then one of my food. But now I'm just kind of like whatever. And I feel like that's the best way to do it. It really is the best way to do it. Like now with our Instagram, like I'm like, I had to post a, you know, aesthetic photo. That's supposed to quote. And I'm not joking. I get so much anxiety. Like I overanalyze like the crap out of it. And then it gets to the point where I don't even know what I'm looking at. Then I change my mind 20 times. I'm like, I just need to post and be done with it because I cannot do this. Exactly. And I feel like personally, my actual style and everything changes on a daily basis based on my mood so like some days I'm like I'm a floral girly girl in a field and then other days I'm like I'm gonna wear all black and like oh same so yeah I I really I can't even stress out about it anymore so I'm just like whatever Um, one thing I actually, so you talked about, you know, your little scandalous photo, um, like body positivity and like stuff like that on Instagram, like what, like you're so body positive, I think. And like, you're very like, well, I like look at you and I'm, you're, I'm just like, she just loves herself. So, yeah. you know, like, like you kind of said, you have, yeah, you yeah. have, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was very sweet. But like, no, and it's it's so hard to be so body positive in today's world, which is why what I think like what it's I'm I'm so like it's so amazing that you like can can find that positivity in yourself. So like how 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 did you find that positivity? Because I'm trying, and I look at myself every day, and I'm just harsh on myself. So like help. <laughs> well, I think that yes, I am. I am lucky enough to feel that I have been pretty (laughs) body positive (laughs) my whole life. Like, I feel like that hasn't been the struggle that I've had to deal with. And I think a lot of it has to stem with how my mom brought me up. And she's always told myself, told me, just be nice to yourself. Like, what you see on social media is not a reflection of real life. Like, I've been loving the posts that people have been um sharing recently of what the real photo looks like and then what Instagram sees and I just feel like that's something you have to remind yourself like no one is perfect no one loves every part of yourself but you have to start learning that to love the parts that you don't love like I don't love every single part of my body but I've just learned like everyone is beautiful in their own way like I am beautiful you are beautiful and honestly what makes people beautiful is their confidence and I just think that loving yourself is the best thing to do for you mentally and I think that we just have to stop being so hard on ourselves basically I think like social media and I always say this I'm like I've because I love social media. Like I'm not trying to hate on social media, but I feel like my like lack of confidence came from Snapchat, Instagram, like that whole era. Like when I was in high school, like 
ninth grade, 10th grade, I did not really care about my body. Like I was always really like slim, but I wasn't (laughs) like as hard on myself as I am today, which makes me so sad because like, I know like, yeah, I don't like every part of my body, but like someone look at me be like, you look amazing. I'm like, I really, I look in the mirror and I see like, bleh. Like I don't. Yeah. yeah. And I think that social media definitely has an effect on that on women, especially Mm -hmm. because I feel like there's this image that you need to be a certain like, wait, you need to be Mm -hmm. a certain type of woman. And I feel like, thank God for this, but we're moving in the direction of what makes you different is what makes you beautiful. And I think that that's something that as a generation, I think it's a great step forward for everyone because I feel like when I, I remember like growing up and I was like, why am I not platinum blonde? Like I always had wished like, why am I not blonde? And now I'm like, I love like my streak. Like I love the things that make me different that I used to hate. Um, and I think that's something that also really helped me with confidence is, I literally lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like had it on the tip of my tongue and I was like wait I don't oh my God, you're fine no but like <laughs> I'm really I'm just like I'm really hard on myself and I know I am and yeah. I have a long way to go like some days I'm like wow I'm like so hot like I'm you know <laughs> but then other days I'm like I look like shit like I look horrible like yeah. I hate myself and like I hate that I have that mindset like I'm really working very very hard to get out of it but like it is so tough in this day and age like like you said like we're moving towards a more like body positive type of environment and like I'm hoping yeah when I have kids that it's going to be like very like you know like I love workout profiles that show like this is what I look like actually sitting down and this is what I look like when I'm flexing like I don't look like I have abs 24 7 exactly and I think it's really good to have like a balanced mindset about it I think when I'm feeling my best it's when I'm also taking care of my body but not Mm -hmm. depriving it so what I like to do is live a very like 80 20 kind of lifestyle so that's when I feel the best is when I'm eating healthy 80% of the time. And then on the weekends, I'll eat pasta or I'll eat whatever I want kind of thing. Like I, this literally this past weekend, I had Cheetos for the first time in like years, but I was like, I don't care. Like, cause I knew (laughs) that I had worked hard during the week and I'm going to work hard during this week to try to work out as much as I can and eat more balanced and eat I try to eat like a very like plant-based diet. So it's whatever works for you personally. And like, what makes you feel good on the inside. That's so interesting that you say that because like I've started doing plant-based too. Like like I, I've done like the um Saqqara and like oh, I've yes. noticed just I noticed like a really big difference. Like my stuff because I have stomach issues up the wazoo and like I know. It, oh yeah. It's like <laughs> everyone knows about my stomach issues. It's fine. But I've noticed such a difference. Like with my like attitude when I wake up like how I I get excited to eat like it's weird like I'm like really loving it and like I got my mom onto it and she's like this tastes like unreal yeah I haven't tried the car life but we got we did um the cookbook and so we were just making everything from scratch yeah definitely look into it but yeah like you said like eating you know you eat clean during the week and then on the weekends, like, yeah, I'm going to order pizza at 2 a.m. Yeah. Like, I don't and care. 
And I'm not even that strict about it. Like, yeah. If it's a Wednesday and I really want an insomnia cookie, I'm not going to stop myself. Like, it's okay. So (laughs) preach. We love insomnia. Like I think, I think the best thing about me actually not being in New York is I don't have an insomnia near me. Like, oh, there is one right down the street from my apartment. So I'm like, this is dangerously close. (laughs) Oh my God. I would eat like 10, like no, I would probably eat 30, 30 in a week, probably. Easily. Oh my gosh. I went through um, one of the last weeks I was in New York before I went home for a little for quarantine, I ate four Levain cookies. And oh. if you know what Levain is, it's massive cookies. And then the next week I was like, hmm, I wonder why I gained like five pounds. And I was like, probably because I <laughs> ate five cookies from Levain. No. So literally. <laughs> oh, now I want to order cookies. <laughs> oh, oh, like, do it. Do it. I- Oh, so I kind of hope I have a pack of like cookie dough in my freezer right now. So I know you guys sugar. <laughs> don't buy like the what is it? They always get you at um insomnia. It's like buy a ten pack and get oh, two yeah. free. Like that's such a good deal. Let me just buy a ten pack and eat it all. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I want to talk about your like beauty routine like real quick because it's. Just because, like, we're all kind of the same. Like, you're very, like, no makeup, makeup, not even makeup girl. So, like, <laughs> what got you into, so like, Glossier, like, that whole, like, mm-hmm. situation? So, well, I guess I just have never really been into makeup. Um, my best friend, like, Erin, shout mm-hmm. out to Erin, but she, <laughs> like, is obsessed with makeup. And I feel like I was just never interested and. Every time I would put on a lot of makeup, I would look at myself and be like, oh, no, no, honey, that does not look good on you. So I think that's also why I was like, just don't wear a lot of makeup. And what attracted me to Glossier, just because I'm a brand rep, is it's exactly the type of makeup that I wear, which is very light. It's very glowy. It's very, you don't feel like you're wearing like this heavy foundation like it's very breathable um and I love that company so shout out to Glossier but (laughs) I guess for my skincare and makeup routine it's actually drastically changed in the last year um in college I feel like I was sucked into the skincare um I don't even know spiral and I bought hundreds of dollars worth of skincare anything trendy I was like oh yeah getting that vitamin c serum getting that retinol like I I got everything and after using it for a couple years last summer actually my skin was just like nope you're done and I had a perioral dermatitis reaction which oh my gosh what that is is it basically was a huge rash around my mouth area reacting. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Reacting to all these different types of products that I was using. And since there, then I have kind of simplified my skincare routine to very gentle products. Like now all I use is, um, Cetaphil wash. I Mm -hmm. use heels eye cream and I use like um, a very gentle moisturizer. So that's, that's my skincare routine. And honestly, my skin has never been better. So no regrets. 
don't feel pressured to buy all the trendy things. Um, I still buy certain masks and stuff that I love, but you don't need the fancy name brands to have good skin. No, that's like, yeah, no, I agree. With Here that. I am like buying into the ordinary and like getting all this stuff. Well, I actually like the ordinary. I, I used okay. to use it. So that has like, you know, what's in it, but I don't even know what reacted to my skin. I just think I was putting so much on it that it was like, stop. <laughs> no, that actually like happened to me. Like I started breaking out in very weird areas and like I went to the dermatologist. She was like, I feel like you're just loading your skin with stuff. Like exactly. your your nighttime routine does not need to be like 5,000 products, which it is literally 5,000 products. Wow. <laughs> and, and, yeah. So like now I'm like, okay, I literally like, I listen to my skin. If I get out of the shower and it feels dry, I just put on moisturizer and I go to bed. Or like if I am breaking out, like I'll dry. Like I, I'm now more of like, let me just do two products at a time and mm-hmm. like, you know, that kind of situation. So like, exactly. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And I just put sunscreen on most of the Mm -hmm. time in the daytime because I I have oily skin. So like, I don't need a heavy moisturizer when I'm like dying of heat stroke in New York. So sunscreen is important though. Sunscreen is very important. I actually got yelled at the other day by my (laughs) dermatologist. No, Maddie, you wear sunscreen. I I do wear sunscreen. Like I'm very good about when I go to the beach, like I coat my body and I have like the super goop like face sunscreen but I'm so bad with putting it on just to like run errands like if I'm out during the day like I don't think to put on sunscreen See, I have moisturizer all. with built-in sunscreen and it's, it's like aging so just about to say that yeah. <laughs> that's what I need I to do yeah and then another thing that I love it's by sugar goop which is like this powdered it's like a light foundation powder sunscreen and it's so easy like after moisturizer I just powder that all over my face and I'm I'm done True. like it's so easy that is easy like I, I love a foundation like with um sunscreen SPF in it but like I don't I wear mean, I'm not it easy but I don't wear foundation yeah. either like I put moisturizer on and I yeah. go out or like mascara like I don't yeah yeah, so That's it's like, I, I like BB creams just because I'm yeah. lazy and I like mm-hmm. I feel like I really do need to get better about my makeup routine because even when I'm going to somewhere out, like I I should probably wear more makeup than I do, but I don't know. I just need to get like better about it. I'm lazy. No, I now I don't know how to do my makeup since quarantine. Like I'm I forgot. Yeah. Like someone's like, oh, will you do your makeup? It's going to be like, uh, how do I put on mascara? Like, no, exactly. <laughs> well, I just need to learn it but, all together. So yeah. I think a little goes a long way though. Like I think, I really truly think that that's like, sometimes the most minimal is the best. So re- it's probably better that, you know, we forgot. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Okay. So, um, we actually have a few little rapid fire questions Ooh. for you. <laughs> I'm excited. So, All right. So um, um, I can start. So yeah. first question, what is your biggest fashion mistake or trend that you look and go, oh God, why did I ever even try this? <laughs> okay. Honestly, I feel like things that I wore like last summer, I'm like, why did I wear that? So actually, I, I have to think of one because I was looking at old photos yesterday and this was not a trend nor anything. It was just me like not paying attention. For some reason, I kept wearing black socks 
with my white sneakers. And now looking back, I'm like, why did it like stop? Don't do that. <laughs> and so now I just pay attention and only wear white socks. But I, for now I look back at pictures and I'm like, oh my God, smile. Like that's horrible looking. What are you thinking? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it looks bad though. Don't so worry. Funny. Meanwhile, I never wear socks, so. Oh my God, I have to wear socks. I also get the worst blisters, so I yeah. always wear socks. Oh my, oh my God. God. Okay, who is your celebrity crush or hall pass? Okay, this is a hard question for me because I feel like I've never really had like celebrity crushes. Like I don't really pay attention that much to them, but now, now I'm thinking. Can I say a TikTok person? Yes, go for it. We love TikTok <laughs> over here. I, I love that guy who, I don't even know his name. He just like cuts through on TikTok and he's like a skater boy. And I just, that's the key to my heart. So I love him. <laughs> Wait, I need, I don't know who this is. I don't know either. I will send you guys the link after. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I've never actually seen that, but. I'll send you guys okay, the so- I love him. Yeah. What is your Holy Grail product right now? Hmm. My Holy Grail product. I love um, Glossier Cloud Paint and Storm. I literally Ooh. just got that. Like, you did? I, got, I got like a little sample of it and I've been like trying it because I never wear like blush. So I was like, yeah, I just no, want to try it. It's light. It kind of adds color to your skin and... It it just adds like that rosy texture mm-hmm. or like the rosy look that is like sun kissed. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I have another product though? Because I just thought of it also. Go for it. Yes. The <laughs> Chanel um bronzer. It's I'm gonna say it wrong, but it's like so well or like whatever sun is. <laughs> so well, so well like, in French. Yeah, I have it over there. I don't even know what the is name it like is. Soleil or something. So- I don't know. It's yeah. a, a bronzer and you use like kabuji brush and yeah. it's awesome. Highly recommend. Ooh. It's perfect for the summer. It gives you that like sun summer glow, glow like tan like as, as if you went and tanned at the beach, but you just laid in your apartment like I normally do. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I need to try it. Like I'm always like looking for like sun-kissed, like glowy. Try I love it, a I it. love a good glow. Like that's like my okay. favorite. Sometimes oh my it's God. not even by choice for me. It's just me sweating, but yeah. I love a glow. Same. Oh. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite song at the moment? Ooh. Uh, um, so I actually recently discovered this um I guess it's a group and it's called Palatine and I'm not going to say the name of the song because I literally don't know how to pronounce it, but it begins with an E and you should just look them up on Spotify. Okay. I definitely will. Yeah. Same. Okay. Are you reading anything right now? I am. Um, I'm in a couple book clubs. I'm reading a book for work called what customers crave. And I'm also reading why men love bitches. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) If you're single or in a relationship, I recommend it. It doesn't, it's, it sounds more dumb than it is. It's a lot about um, how women should keep their confidence or not confidence, independence in relationships and how to keep that balance with your friends and your relationship. And don't, so you don't give your whole life away to 
someone and you don't even know who you are in the end. So it's a lot about that. I really do recommend it. I feel like I need to read that. Read it. Read it. You can borrow mine. Okay, I will. (laughs) Okay, so your go-to outfit. I love a just a black t-shirt with jeans and sneakers. Oh, I love that. That's like my go-to outfit. (laughs) White t-shirt, black jeans, sneakers. Exactly. Exactly. A white or black tee. Yep. Can never go wrong. Favorite drink at the moment? Aperol spritz. Mm, I love an Aperol spritz. Especially in the summer. (laughs) I usually love, I'm a red wine drinker, but it's been too hot. See, I'm like, I've gotten to like tequila, which is really bad, really bad. And so I've been making like spicy margaritas. That's like my now like go-to summer drink. But I normally wish I could drink yeah. tequila, but I can't because of a bad experience when I was 18 years old. So that'll do it a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if you could only have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Lebanese food. Does it have mm. to be like a specific mm. food? Like, no, like a specific dish. Oh, hmm. That's really hard. I know. I would, I would, is there is there a Lebanese restaurant in New York? Yes, there are a lot of them, but I need to discover more. I know there's one in the East Village called Ozatar, which I've been to once. It was pretty good. Um, but I feel like I haven't found my fave yet. I'm still discovering. All right. So once we're all back in New York, we'll, we'll yes. go there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, wait. Samaya, what is that dish that you used to always make for like when we had our like little dinner parties? Oh, it's called Shankleesh, and it's with feta um olive oil tomato onions so and zaatar. Oh, it's it's so easy but so it's so good good i crave that at the weirdest times like Wait, I'll you should like, make it i know i need to but yeah. <laughs> it's, easy, it's easy but i think that the dish or the yeah the dish that i would eat for the rest of my life would be tabbouleh which is this Ooh. parsley um salad i guess it's very Ooh, good. The real tabbouleh. Good. I know there's tabbouleh in grocery stores, but that's fake. Don't eat it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm excited now to go Etsy. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. Um, If you could choose anyone to play you in a movie, who would you choose? It could be dead These or are alive. so hard. Yeah, dead or alive. Hmm. You guys get me with a celebrity and actors because I really don't pay attention, <laughs> but I love um, Lily Rose Depp. I think she's Oh my gosh. She is so cool. Yeah, I love her. So So maybe her. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So do you have any tattoos or piercings? Which I already know those. No tattoos. Because my parents would literally never speak to me again, unfortunately, even (laughs) though all my cousins have them. Same. But I do have a lot of piercings. I love piercings. Um. I have, and I want more. So yeah, same. My what's your next piercing? Um, so I have five piercings on one ear and three on the other, and I just want another little cartilage on the ear that has three. Little. We went to get a piercing together, and it literally. Well, you know this. It like fell out, and then oh yeah, and then the other one fell out, and then it closed up. Oh. A concha We're not going too. back there. We're not yeah. going back there. A concha had to re-pierce my ear. <gasps> this oh, was no. Yeah, this oh, is no. Was, yeah. So she, like, texts me. I'm on my way. She's like, um, you need to re-pierce my ear. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that sounds so painful. 
Yeah, we're not going back there. Just no, we're gonna go to a new place. If anyone has piercing recommendation places in New York City, please tell me because I yeah. need to go get one. Same. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Ooh. Hmm. I was about to say like the ability to read minds, but. I don't, I think that would give me too much anxiety. I was saying. Um, <laughs> I think this is like, I need to think about it. Cause it's like, gotta pick a good I, one. Yeah. I always say like, Oh, I wish I could read minds, but then I'm like, I would literally hear such bad things. And then I would be so like anxious. I wouldn't yeah. want to leave my house. Like, and you can't turn that off. So okay. that would be a bad, bad situation. Maybe the okay, ability I- to speak every single language Ooh, i like that i like that too that actually is really cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) i would i would actually say teleportation like i wish i could just teleport everywhere (laughs) that's a good one too actually i would say invisibility because then you can like spy on people i don't know that's a good one oh my gosh okay advice you give to your teenager self hmm um, don't care so much about what other people think. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I would say that everything happens for a reason. And even if you're upset or something bad is happening, you're going to look back one day and it's going to be for a reason and you're going to be happy it happened. I, I, that is like literally my life's motto is everything yep. happens for a reason. Cause yep. I look back on stuff that happened three, four, five years ago and I'm like, you know what? Like, it happened and it's good that it happened because I'm a better exactly. person from it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nope. I agree 100%. Okay. What is the best advice you've ever received? Hmm. I would have to say it wasn't something that I received, but I really recommend people read The Alchemist. I read it um, last summer before I moved to New York and it's something that I think about honestly on a daily basis and um I can't recite exactly the quotes but a lot of it has to do with staying focused on your goals and not letting the easier route or the easier path distract you from it because there's always going to be something that seems more simple and other opportunities that kind of you're like oh like I could do this but that's hard and this is going to make me more money in the moment, or this is going to just get me there quicker. And I think that a lot of the messages the alchemists have are very applicable to your life, like on, in all stages. So I just recommend people read that book. I now have a list of books I need to read. I know. Yeah. I love reading. I do love me reading. too. I was just saying, yeah. I've like gotten into reading so much during quarantine. Like I used to read all the time and then I like stopped and now I'm like a reading fiend, but I'm well, like reading we like, yeah. We finally have time since we're not like oh, I know. All the time. <laughs> hey, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh my god. So that was amazing. I this was honestly the best thing ever and I'm so grateful to have like met you through this Aww. kind of like makeshift kind of way, but I like can't wait to actually connect with you in person, hopefully. I'm so excited. Um, 
Yeah, you're like honestly so inspiring and I think so like everyone can learn something from you and you have such an amazing life and I'm sure it's going to be even more adventurous. So um, we're definitely going to keep up with you um, and thank you for coming oh, on. Thank you for having me. That was so sweet. I can't wait to eat Lebanese food with you guys. Yes. yes. No, so <laughs> I'm literally obsessed with you and you're like the biggest role model in my life. Yeah. So thank you well. so much for coming on and being our first ever guest sorry for the technical difficulties again you can come on whenever yeah. you want if you want to talk about something come on here and just preach it like that's Perfect. what we're all about oh my gosh Perfect. all right well bye everyone bye, bye. Thank you for having me it was so much fun so much fun bye. Thank you everyone for tuning in this week to the TLC. We've dropped new episodes every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are available to listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or DM us at the Ladylike Chatter on Instagram or email us. We want to hear from you. 